Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Midnight Memo. <laughs> this is the podcast where we get to keep you up with all of our midnight thoughts. So welcome. We're glad you're here. Happy to have you. I'm Claire. And I'm Kristen. So in lieu of the Mother's Day holiday. I'm, this is a side tangent. I'm really curious if you guys can tell who's who. We were talking to someone last night and they've been listening to the podcast for a little bit and maybe not until very recently that they were able to tell our voices apart. So I'm just really curious. What's the breakdown of that? If people can tell us apart. Yeah, let us know. Who's who? Who's who? We're actually just one person just going back and forth between the microphones. Oh my gosh. But yes, hi, welcome to the Midnight Memo. Hello, welcome. So I guess the Mother's Day holiday is coming up, so we thought it would be the perfect time to kind of explore the relationships with our moms, do some inner reflection. And someone also asked us recently, what's your relationship with your mother? And I was like, let me tell you how to unpack that. Yeah, I'm like, oof, how much time do you have? (laughs) Mostly positive things, so. Love you, mom, don't worry. I guess we should start from the very beginning, when we were born. Bringing it all the way back. Oh, how do I explain my relationship with my mom growing up? Yeah, from a little tot. From a tot. Imagine Kristen as a little tater tot. Oh my gosh, don't do that. I <laughs> actually, weirdly enough, I feel like I have one of those faces that has not changed. Okay, me too. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I look at baby pictures of myself, like, you know that's me. Whereas, like, sometimes when you look at people's baby pictures, it's like, oh my god, this is such a cute child. And then mm-hmm. it, like, vaguely looks familiar to how they've grown up. But it's like, if you just took my face and slapped it on like a toddler body versus my body now, like it's the same face. Like you can tell oh, it's me. Me too. Yeah. Some people change so much from their baby pictures to their uh, toddler pictures to now. Yeah. And I look exactly the same, just same. larger. <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when I would look at baby pictures, I was like, yep, that's, that's me. <laughs> okay. Do you think you were close with your mom growing up, like from a young age? Yeah. As a kid, I think yes and no. I joke that my personality is the exact blend of both of my parents. Like, I see a lot of similarities of myself and my dad, Mm -hmm. and I see a lot of similarities in myself of my mom. And I think as a kid, I would go through waves of being really close with my mom, like she's my best friend, and Mm -hmm. then other waves where I was like typical mother-daughter tension of like oh my god you're so annoying you don't get me Eh." Mm -hmm. and when I was a kid and I matured quickly I also rebelled early I feel like so I was a fucking brat I feel so sorry for my mom (laughs) like some of the things I would say to her like I knew how to hurt her as a kid Mm -hmm. and I would say things that were so mean and now when I think about it I feel so guilty for it but like at the time because I was mad at her for whatever reason it was I was Mm -hmm. like I knew I could say this to hurt her And I would say it and I'm like, damn, uncalled for. But I have definitely heard similar stories of other girls with their moms. It's like that same thing of like, you'll go through phases where your mom's your best friend. You're so close with her. And other times just maybe it's just girl drama or something like that. You're like, I freaking hate her and just like butting heads. Yeah, it's I think it's normal. It's definitely that stereotypical definition of a mother daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. Like from my point of view. You have your before puberty years where you're super close with your mom. Then when you start going through puberty is when you start butting heads. Totally. And like, I think the difference between, say, a mother-daughter relationship and a father-son relationship or even a mother-son relationship is when you have a mother and daughter, you really become tight in adulthood. Yeah. Versus the son and mother relationships, father-son relationship 
you're kind of close growing up more so than afterwards. I don't know. I think it's like a little bit of an inverse, but I definitely have, yes, very similar experiences and, and stories of the sorts. What was Tater Tot Claire like with Mama J? Tater Tot Claire, honestly, I think she was, we were pretty close. I think I was kind of a wild kid very opposite of how I am now maybe I was gonna say really yeah maybe because I was so hyperactive as a kid now I'm just like lazy Mm. you burnt it all out early (laughs) yeah really my mom would have a lot of stories of me in Boston where I first moved after being adopted and then even me in San Diego in our first house there she was like you are such a ball of energy like all the time yeah and so I think I burnt out (laughs) but uh we were pretty close we were I mean I think part of it has to do with having a single parent so you know it was kind of like not forced upon us but that's the only person you have so you're gonna be close with them yeah no matter what and I think she did like a great job of balancing our relationship and then her outside world and my grandma kind of took on the role of my father so Mm -hmm. I would go visit her a lot which was great so we had like a really cool family unit all women not to brag but yes the monarchy (laughs) yes so that was good I think really young it was so funny I had I was super energetic very like already strong-willed yeah like my mom had this really funny story of when I was living in Boston and there was a daycare there and she would drop me off every day go to work and one day when she was coming back from work she just saw me walking on the sidewalk and she's like what the fuck not today bye (laughs) yeah she's like um excuse me what is happening so she picked me up And then she walked me back to the daycare center and she's like, was anyone watching my child? She was just moseying down the sidewalk. Yeah. But that was one of the first indications I was very strong headed. You would have been my parents' worst nightmare just for safety reasons. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I had a mind of my own from a very young age. Yeah. That was not the first story of me just (laughs) walking off. (laughs) Not the first, not the last. Yeah, well, didn't you, you were telling me, you walked off in the middle of a soccer game, right? When you yeah. used to play Little League as a kid? <laughs> yeah, I was exploring all the different sports as one does when they're a little kid trying to figure out what they want to do or what they like. Mm-hmm. And it was during a soccer game where a girl had like pushed me or hit me or something like that. And that's how I found out that I was not into contact sports. (laughs) I didn't like physically rebel, but I just literally, I just stopped right then and there and then just turned and walked off the field and just started walking. Did not look back at all. My mom was, I think she was working, so she wasn't there. But I had carpooled with another girl and her mom. And so apparently her mom was like screaming after me, like, Claire, come back, come back. And I was just like, no no and so i just kept walking i don't know where i was walking this is the beginning of the non-confrontational claire where yeah. she was like not today satan yeah i'm like, like i do not bye. have the energy for this bye girl bye yeah and then the mom called my mom she's like claire's walking away from me like i can't get her to come back and my mom's literally like why was that your first reaction as a mother you're like i cannot get this child okay i'm not gonna go run after them as they're walking away from me literally first of all your legs must have been like a third of hers so she could have it would have taken effort like i get not wanting to run but she could have caught up to you very easily literally that's what my mom said too she was like then go get her like Like, (laughs) what oh my god claire's walking away and she's on the other side of the field now i know what i'll do i'll call her mother who was 
nowhere near here. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting approach. But I do think I got my strong mindset or stubbornness from my mom. So thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> You're welcome. You created this. <laughs> you created this monster. So if that's not rebellious Claire, and that's teeter tot Claire just being normal, what was rebellious teenage Claire like? Teenage Claire, she was a brat. Like, she was a nightmare. And I completely own it. (laughs) Like, I know I was a nightmare. Same. And I think it was a lot of, I mean, obvious teenage angst, whatever. The, The classic teenage angst we'll say. Of course. But it was also at the time, on top of that, dealing with a lot of identity crisis in my own life. Mm-hmm. I think it was a time of when a lot of people started just wanting to know more about themselves. So they would, you know, ask their families about their family trees or their yeah. the history of where they came from. I also think this was around the time where 23andMe just came out. Oh, okay. Initial DNA kits started coming out. And a lot of kids were doing that. They're like, oh my God, I'm from Germany. <laughs> like, <laughs> no offense against Germans. <laughs> but our German viewers are going to be like, done. Unfollow. Yeah, canceled. <laughs> But I, as I think I've stated before in a previous episode at some point, but I am adopted. And so a lot of these questions for me go unanswered. Yeah. And even with, you know, if I were to have done a DNA test, it'll tell me like where I'm from. But still, there are a lot of questions that I will never get answers to. And like Mm -hmm. now I've come to the acceptance where it's like, I don't really need those answers. But I think that added on to the teenage angst. So I was just like, for sure, frustrated with life. I was like, yeah. Ugh. like I don't know anything. Like, yeah. who am I? Bleh. It's not a phase, you, mom. You, <laughs> and even if you know those things, like how you talk about how looking at it now, you've accepted that you're adopted. You have a much healthier relationship with that fact, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at that time when you're a teenager, there's a difference between knowing it and accepting it. Mm-hmm. And that's in general a lot to take in as a person let alone when you're a teenager and going through, like you said, all those, the hormones and the angst, which is the worst. Yeah. And I think as an adopted person, there are different times and when it becomes not relevant, but like you really recognize it in yourself. Okay. Like, Like, so from a very young age, I was adopted around two years old in China. Um, And my mom and my grandmother flew over to China to adopt me and bring me back to Boston. And so as a toddler, you know, my grandmother and my mother, they really wanted to instill in me that I belonged with them. I Mm -hmm. didn't need to travel back to China to learn more about my culture at the time. You know, they were really like, okay, we want her to be stable and try to minimize, I guess, the identity crisis that will inevitably come. Totally. But I belong to a a group called FCC in San Diego. I do think that they have a few different branches, but it's for families with children from China. And they gave a lot of opportunities to go back to China. Mm -hmm. And I think it was probably in middle school, maybe elementary school, where a bunch of girls were going back. And my mom and grandma were like, "Eh, nah, like you're good. Especially because that's your formative year. So if Mm -hmm. you introduce, say, this is where your family's from in China, that would open up so many doors at the time of adolescence where your mind is already completely scatterbrained. Yeah. Are you happy that you didn't go? Like, looking back on it now, do you wish that you went at that time specifically or no? I'm glad I didn't. 
mm-hmm. at the time i was mad at first of course everyone else is going why can't i go or whatever and yeah that fomo feeling and again i didn't fully understand where my mom and grandma were coming from at the time so mm-hmm. they were just trying to protect me the best that they thought you know and i looking at it now i totally agree i think that they handled it correctly especially given i freaked out without even having to go imagine the freak out if i had gone yeah yeah, there are always going to be questions that I have. A hundred percent. Would I want to go now? I, I wouldn't. At this point, I'm so content in where I am, mm-hmm. you know, in life that I don't really need the validation or whatever I was searching for. Yeah. I think if I had gone at the age, I would have just dug myself into a hole. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I was blessed to have such a good, wonderful grandma. Such strong female figures. Yeah. So praise the monarchy. <laughs> Oh, you know. So long story longer, um, <laughs> teenage Claire was a nightmare because she was just dealing with all of these identity things. crisis. Yeah. I'm like, who am I? Let me just put on a bunch of colored eyeliners to figure it out. <laughs> it's the Band-Aid. I mean, there are worse things. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely worse things to be doing. Yeah, fair. I think during those teenage years, that's when you butt heads with your mom. I definitely was like pushing her away to try Mm -hmm. to gain my own space. Yeah. So I also would say really cruel and mean things, which. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it, I was like, damn, she so need to come get her girl. Like, yeah. Some of the things I would say, I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised no one beat my ass for that. (laughs) Cause I was so out of pocket. Some of the shit I would say and how when you're in high school and middle school, like you see it when you interact with your peers and your kids directly like teenagers are so fucking mean in general Mm -hmm. just all that teenage drama was so out of pocket and looking at it yeah i definitely lashed out to my parents too like my mom especially and i can't imagine being a mom and just having some teenage angst pinned on me i would be like girl you don't even know (laughs) yeah get in the ring (laughs) get in the freaking ring let's go yeah you want to fight it out we'll fight it out (laughs) exactly honestly would it have been healthy open to interpretation still not against the ring different type of parenting style not against it <laughs> but yeah i definitely did the same thing where i definitely tried to push her away because i was just like you don't understand me and it definitely feels like that at the time you're just because they're trying to protect you you're trying to grow into your own person and it's definitely the beginning of yeah you coming into yourself it's a very transitional time or you're transitioning into adulthood right you're transitioning, mm-hmm. you're figuring yourself out, but you still are technically a child and your parents still see you as a child. So they are protecting you. They are guiding you in ways that they feel is fitting as your parents, as your legal guardians, as your caretakers. And yeah. it's just that conflict of interest. And I don't know if there's ever a correct, better way to do it. Obviously, yeah. I don't know because I'm not a parent, but just looking at my own, <laughs> how my parents handled it, mm-hmm. I will never tell them to their faces. But like, I understand a lot of the choices and decisions that they made for me looking yeah. back at it now. But at the time, I was like, you don't fucking get it. Like, why are you what you're saying doesn't make sense. Your decisions doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be like, oh, we're doing this to protect you because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that literally doesn't make sense. And it's not going to happen with the amount of true crime I listen to now. I'm like, yeah. I would not have let me do that either. (laughs) Good job. Good Good. job. Gold stars. (laughs) You're growing so quickly, right? Your mind is progressing. You're finding this sense of identity. And it's just, it's such a conflict of interest. It sucks (laughs) for both parties. Yeah. 
Dude, teenage girls are the worst. Bro, teenage girls are the fucking worst. Yeah. I don't understand. I hated them. Like, I hated the teenage girls I fucking grew up with, you know? <laughs> I hated I teenage- hated teenage girls while I was a teenage girl. Ex- no, exactly. I hated teenage girls. And looking back on it now, I'm also like, fuck, I was annoying as hell. And I know that. Yeah. Me and my dad would joke about it all the time. Even with my mom. My dad's more of the cynical jokester. So he was like, I know this episode is about moms, but quick side tangent. He would be like, yeah, you turned 13. And I was like, who the fuck is this demon in my house? And, <laughs> and then you turned 15. And I was like, oh, she's back. My daughter's back. What happened? Like, mm, quick detour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't make those jokes. Well, I make those jokes with my mom, but she's she says it with pain. Because <laughs> she had to deal with it more directly. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. It's like, it's such a weird phase where you kind of hate each other. But you love each other. You hate everything. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, in my experience, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of the same or similar in mm. most cases where it's like you just see how far you can push them. Oh, for sure. Testing those limits. Mm-hmm. And then now looking back, realizing how freaking patient our moms were with totally. us. Totally. Totally. I think even more so when I was a kid, or not a kid, when I was a teenager, like you said about pushing the limits, I would be fucking manipulative. I was not great. I was a very (laughs) manipulative child, adolescent, and I would see how far I can push it, and especially with my mom, and she, a very caring and understanding and empathetic person, I get a lot of my empathy from her, Mm -hmm. and so knowing that, I would take advantage of those facts and try to play the oh, but mom, you know, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. Oh, but I feel like this, mom, don't you understand? And fucking play those cards. Oh, I was the worst. I was the literal (laughs) worst. So, so terrible. And my mom, being understanding and empathetic with how shitty it is being a teenage girl, (laughs) she would try to empathize and try to argue my case or meet me in the middle for whatever it was that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So that conflict of interest of seeing us as still a child but we see ourselves as adults when we're teenagers and thinking, no, I can handle this shit. I could do this on my own. That's not true. Well, I could have, but it would have been fucking hard. Would not have wanted to do that. <laughs> it would have not. It would have happened, but not well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. yeah. My poor mother. So, so freaking patient. Cannot express enough how patient she was with my ass. Because I don't think I could have been. I'm impatient as a person in general. And I don't think I could have been patient with my own ass. <laughs> so that's, we, we grew yeah. out of that, you know, being a teenager. Did we? Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you kind of go through that in middle school and high, high school, school where the hormones are, are raging. I think the next step is when you move out, right? And for us, moving out was when we went to college. How mm-hmm. did that change for you? And sometimes this just makes the heart grow fonder, that sort of yeah. a thing. So when you finally moved out, how did your relationship with your mom change? Did it improve? Did it make it healthier? I think it improved it so much because you're just so used to seeing them every single day. When you wake up, grabbing breakfast before going to high school, coming home after late night extracurricular activities and like watching a TV show at night together, you know, you miss yeah. those things. And I I think my relationship with my mom got exponentially better after leaving for college yeah because i actually that space that you're yearning for in puberty you get it it's granted to you and then now that you have it you're like oh i miss those home-cooked meals 
that mm-hmm. person that was there every single day is no longer there mm-hmm. i started calling my mom more often just because i missed her you know yeah totally because you granted that space to really come into your own outside of their sphere of influence yeah um you get to just do your own thing i i like to say that we're like a best friends but my mom's like yes but i'm still your mom yeah <laughs> and i'm like okay <laughs> But you're my mom best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And we honestly have gotten into way less arguments, you know, now that we're away from one another. I still like to call her for like advice in different situations or just to say hi or, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think when I left, I also just like reveled in being, like you said, being my own person and having my own space to do what I want to do. And then, yeah, I think distance lets the heart grow fonder. So I did miss doing certain things with my mom. And when I would come home for breaks, holidays, whatever it may be, we mm-hmm. kind of picked up little habits and bonding things that were like just us. Like there were certain shows that were just for me and my mom and we would watch it together every time mm-hmm. I was home. Like that was our thing that was our space and that definitely helped our relationship it gave us something to yeah bond over something to do together and moving out it gave me the space to grow into my own person like you said but yeah I guess throughout college just having those check-ins kind of like on my quote quote my not time but uh yeah I guess on my time on my decision of when I get to come home and when I want to interact with them really which sounds really mean but (laughs) you know like you get to do your own thing you get to be your own person but you still have them as a a safety net you know to like come home to to get advice from to still be your parents and your guardians when you need quote quote need it or mm-hmm. want it yeah and that has like you said reduced a lot of conflict <laughs> in my relationship yeah. with my mom and I actually did a girls trip with my mom after graduating college and I think that helped it even more so. Mm-hmm. Like we did a little girls trip country hopping throughout Europe uh, just me and her And that was so nice because it was freeing at the time. And I got to enjoy that with my mom. And I think, you know, traveling with someone in general is super stressful and you learn a lot about a person. And I feel like it's very make or break in some ways. So going through that with her, that challenge. And it was her first international trip too. She had never gone abroad before. So she, it was very interesting in a sort of reverse way because now she was dependent on me Ooh, like i had traveled a little bit at that point throughout my life like i've been to japan i went to italy all the countries that we went to were brand new for me as well but Mm. i kind of understood certain things certain um cultural things about being in europe i was quote quote technologically savvy so i could figure out how to look up where we're going (laughs) like simple little things like that that you need while you're traveling I was in charge of that. Like, I ran it. So she was fully dependent on me. Like, it's very, very interesting. Very weird dynamic. I was like, oh my god, I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. Kind of had me on a power trip for, like, the first few days. It was very funny. (laughs) And so, like, going through that and going through that travel experience, you know, we fought. But I think it was also so therapeutic because she also got to see me as an adult. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I visited home. But that's still, like, their roof, you know? It's still on their terms. This was... Mm -hmm abroad neutral ground neutral territory um neither of us have been here before we're trying to navigate it together 
and yeah. um, she could see what I'm really like. So that was really interesting. And it was a lot of fun. It definitely builds a bond and it's my favorite trip. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I still yeah. send her like randomly, like when the pictures come up, when it comes up in my memories, I like send it to her and I'm like, oh my God, remember when we did this thing? Oh, yeah. The memes. <laughs> the memes. And I was legal to drink. So we did a couple beer tours and my mom's five foot nothing for context. <laughs> Legally on her driver's license. I'm pretty sure she lied, but she says she's five foot nothing. <laughs> So doesn't, you know, some of these beer tours hit her a little differently. So also drunk <laughs> navigating my mother through these foreign countries was very fun. <laughs> I love that. What an icon. Uh, what an icon. <laughs> it's definitely funny to see the progression of our relationship. Like looking back on it, how it definitely ebbed and flowed a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially in those teen years. And then how we are now and we've become so close and I'm very grateful. Yeah. But I also was thinking about for some people during the pandemic. So we were very fortunate. We started our big girl jobs right out of graduation. And Mm -hmm. then we got hit with the pandemic. I fortunately had my own place already. So I was able to stay in Seattle at my own throughout the pandemic. For some Mm -hmm. people, that wasn't a possibility. Or just for financial reasons, they moved back home just to save money. And honestly, I thought about it. And my parents, like, even, of course, offered it. They were like, you know, if you want to just save some money, you can come live with us for a year. Especially when it looked like it was going to be lasting more than two months, like we initially assumed. (laughs) (laughs) So that was an offer. I didn't take them up on it, though, because... And I was fortunate enough that I didn't need to. I was able to not do that, and I chose not to for the reason that I didn't want to compromise our relationship because mm-hmm. I felt like moving back home their house their rules you know even though I yeah. am an adult it still is their home yeah my mom would always say that this is your home it's my house like yeah exactly so, so. if I moved home I would have been in their house their rules and I think we would have kind of regressed in some ways back to that teenage angst despite being an adult and them knowing I'm an adult it's still their house and they're still my parents so they would have still taken on that caretaker role and me being an adult at that point I would have been living on my own for four years yeah so Mm -hmm. I would I have my own identity I have my own routines I have my own thoughts and going into their space I would have had to be respectful of their house their rules listen to them as my parents but also not want to because I would have this mindset of well I've lived on my own for four years I I know I can do these things I know I can handle myself in this way whatever it is And I think that would have put a lot of stress. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I love you guys enough that I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I love you, but... I don't need that stress for me. Like, I was already stressed to the fucking max at my job. I didn't want to turn my home life into a stressful situation as well. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do that. But for people who need to or chose to, like you went home for a little. I did. You know, going back home after being on your own at that point for five years. Yeah, it was really interesting. Honestly, because my situation in San Francisco was not great, I wasn't too opposed about leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because my mom, firstly, she was super scared about the pandemic. And so she called me up. She's like, you have until the weekend to get your ass down here. Good luck, basically. (laughs) And I was like, I'm ready. Uh, I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. (laughs) I just literally packed one backpack to go home because I had clothes down there still, given not a lot of clothes. Not like I'll be leaving the house very much. Yeah. Yeah. I always steal my mom's clothes, too. That's like the only sibling-like connection that I have. Um, We just steal each other's clothes all the time. Dude, once I hit high school, my mom my mom stole my clothes. Yeah. It was hella annoying. Yeah, I love that though. Yeah. 
Except no, it's so funny. My mom and I, we get in fights all the time. Literally, she just, from when I went to New York, I brought that red fanny pack. Okay. And it's hers. I stole it. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, smirk, smirk. And she literally was like, oh my God, those pictures were amazing. But is that my Lululemon bag? Damn. And I was like, she, yeah, she it is. Eyed it. She was like, I fucking see this shit. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and you'll be returning that, right? I'm like, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mom, totally. No, you're never getting it back. She's like, it was mine. I'm like, you never use it. And like it was a whole thing. Yeah, the, <laughs> the sisterly thing of like it's my clothes first. Yeah, you haven't like, worn it for three years. It doesn't it. matter. It's mine. <laughs> Circling back. Whoop. Yeah, moving back from San Francisco <laughs> was a little bit of a change. Mm-hmm. It was definitely, and it was so funny because my mom's like, after the initial shock of COVID, you know, when she just was like, we don't know what's happening. So I'd rather you be close than far away. Yeah. Totally understandable. After we're like, okay, this just seems like it's going to be a long time before this clears up, which looky cookie, correct. Looky cookie. We were both talking or she said, you can stay here if you want, but Mm -hmm. I am going to make you pay rent. And fair enough, you know, obviously cheap rent. Yeah. Sounds good. So that worked for about six months. But after that, oh, we're going to be in the pandemic for yet another year. I was like, and this is my cue to dip out. Yeah. Yeah, And like we were saying, for, for the benefit of our relationship, I like where we are right now. And I don't want to jeopardize what we have and build resentments by living in the same environment again. Because we live such different lifestyles. And so we were just like, you know, for the health of our relationship and for the benefit, I was moved out for six months into my own apartment in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So I was still close by because again, pandemic stuff, wanting to be close to family. And then after six months down there is when I moved up to Seattle. And now it's nice. She gets to visit. I get to visit her. It's good balance. Just moved up and down the West Coast. (laughs) Collecting cities. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But moms are great. Hindsight 2020. Moms are the best yeah and seeing some of my friends become moms i'm like damn that shit's hard (laughs) yeah and looking back because the mother-daughter relationship is so unique in itself and as the daughters kind of grow into their own being seeing and accepting when and where your parents weren't perfect yeah is such a big thing bro it's so eye-opening yeah, well, it's like seeing where they weren't perfect and also understanding where they were coming from. And some, yeah, some things maybe I don't agree with, but I can at least, it's a blend of either, firstly, I understand why they did what they did. And mm-hmm. maybe for some of them, I don't necessarily agree with. And hindsight being twenty twenty, I may see a different way that we could have gone about it. But at the very basis, I understand a lot of the decisions that they made. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to be like, yeah. Fuck, I do understand. And my dad would throw that in my face all the time. He'd be like, you know, one day you're going to grow up and you're going to understand why I did the things I did. And I was like, yeah, right. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> never. You will never like, be right. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dad. Full of shit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird now looking back and being like, oh, here's a situation where you were not perfect. You were the villain in my story. Yeah. And being like, oh, shit. And amazingly i mean as a mom does she's okay with being the villain dude that takes such a big person honestly too like yeah i mean there's that saying right yeah you're always going to be the villain in someone else's story and sometimes Mm. as a mom you're the villain in your kid's story and you have to be okay with that yeah where i am currently could not be okay with that (laughs) no not at all it's 
yeah it's a it's a hard pill to swallow growing up and then being like oh my mom wasn't perfect in that situation but i like i understand she did her damnedest she did her best yeah yeah she did her best and now i feel bad for being like such a little shit (laughs) (laughs) such a little shit oh my god yeah you know yeah Yay for character development. We love character development. Sorry to our moms who had to deal with that character growth. (laughs) This is a formal apology. Yeah. I am so sorry for being a little bleep. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yes. Please censor yourself now on our explicit podcast. (laughs) I was going to say, like... Uh, a word that I was uncomfortable with and my brain uh, okay. couldn't filter through quickly <laughs> enough. Yeah, Couldn't get over it. Couldn't get over that bridge. I'm sorry for being the worst, really. Yeah. You did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto, mom. <laughs> Retweet. Honestly, yeah. And it sucks that we only tell them, really. Well, actually, now. I've got, yeah, now. I was going to say on Mother's Day, but I was going to say, no, I have like random, I mean, not ne- nearly as many as I owe her, but like random times when we're talking and I'm like, yeah, by the way, I was a shit. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> from the heart, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Yeah. Moms, we love you. Moms all over the world. Um, okay, so then <laughs> to kind of close out this episode, I thought it would be fun for the closing question to be, what traits do you see um, in yourself that your mom gave you? Ooh, I love this. Like, it can be good or bad. I'm going to do one of each. Okay. Personally. So bad is I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I'm a chronic hoarder. <laughs> I will, again, as we talked about my closet, I can't get rid of shit because Mm -hmm. I'm, I have this quality from my mom where she's like, well, what if I need it? And it works out sometimes for like road trips or whatever. I'm prepared. You know, the stereotypical mom bag, I'm ready. I have all the (laughs) shit. (laughs) So that part, it's good. So it's a, it's a pro and a con, right? I have, I'm very prepared most of the time, but it leads to an excess buildup of crap. (laughs) And I think one of the things I'm the most thankful for that I got from my mom. Oh man, I'm gonna cry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's your birthday and you can cry if you want to. Is that the one? <laughs> but from my mom, I got, I think, empathy. Mm. Like, because she's just the nicest person I know. Oh, that is true. Yeah, she's just the nicest person I know. And everyone that meets her says the same thing. She will give anything to yeah. her family, her friends, and even strangers. I'm not to that level, uh, but I aspire to be just as understanding and kind as she is. Oh, you are. Let me see. I I can confirm. I remember the first time I met your mom was when I visited you in Hawaii, sophomore year, summer of sophomore year. And at the time, I did not eat any meat. Oh my God, I know where this is going. (laughs) Have any dairy. I was fully on the plant based lifestyle. And, and you obviously, had just recently made that full jump during that summer, right before I saw you. Yeah, I also <laughs> felt so bad about it because literally the worst time to go fully plant based. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we were planning on going to the beach and we were making like sandwiches and snacks to take. And I think you and our other friend were making like turkey sandwiches or something like that. And I was like, I can't yeah. have that. And your mom was so sweet. She was like, she like ran out to the store and she was like what can i get you like and so i ended up having like a weird ass sandwich she's like do you like alfalfa okay yeah in my mom's defense she had never encountered someone who was plant-based or vegan or anything in that moment i don't think to my knowledge so i don't know why this was her first reaction but she was like how about alfalfa that's a plant yeah (laughs) and you're like so cute (laughs) you're like yeah 
alfalfa? So my mom made you like an alfalfa banana, yeah, like, a like veggie some sandwich, veggie peanut butter sandwich yeah. thing. Yeah, hindsight, we could have done peanut butter and jelly and would have been fine. Oh, yeah, okay, but like <laughs> you made enough some weird alfalfa plant sandwich. Yeah, and then as we're at the beach having these sandwiches, Claire's like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "I feel so bad for your mom right now." And I was like, "Why?" And you were like, because I just realized now I could have just had a peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Chris's mom went out to the store and bought me things. It was so nice. I literally made her life so difficult. I could have just gotten a peanut butter sandwich and called it good. Why was I so high maintenance? <laughs> but no, the worst part is you, me, my mom, and even the other friend who was with us. None of us thought of any alternative. We were like, what plants can we turn into a sandwich? We didn't think yeah. of anything else. Yeah, it was funny. Good story. Uh, it, was, it was such a hot mess, but it was so funny. It was very cute. Very typical of my mom. She will go above, especially like as a host. Like she loves hosting people. I get that from her as well. And when her and I feel like for myself have people over, we let her like, how can we make this your home? Like, what can we do to make you comfortable here? What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know? Love you, Mama Vi. Stop. Love you too, Mom. Love you so much. Yes. Okay, answer your own damn question before I cry again. Don't cry. I'm tough. I'm a man. I'm a what is? I'm a badass hunky dude. What? She's the man. Is that what they say? Yeah. When she was first entered the dorm. Oh. She's like, yeah, dude. I'm a hunky dude. I'm a badass hunky dude. She like went in. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Talk about pulling it from the archives. That was such a like quick moment. I didn't even make the connection. Honestly, Amanda Bynes' old movies, they hit different. I love them. Yeah, Claire and I were joking that we should just do a podcast reacting and reviewing Amanda Bynes' movies. Yes, (laughs) especially She's the Man, the most iconic. Let us know if you would be interested in that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, answering my own question. I'll go with the negative first, but I'm honestly trying to think. Hold on. I asked this question without an answer. Well, that's a good thing. What What are you happy that you've gained from your mom? There are a lot of things that I gained from my mom and that I wish I gained from my mom. <laughs> um, I think her her loyalty is something I wish I had. I mean, like I to the you extent. Do. You're oh, a super thanks. loyal friend, I would say. And I think with that, I gained a huge appreciation for the close friends and family I do have. Like I'm very protective over them. For example, like if someone new comes in to my life, I am very resistant against introducing them to friends and family. Yeah. Because I know. I don't <laughs> yeah. Kristen knows. Because I I'm protecting them. Like I don't wanna just bring in people if they're gonna leave, you know, the next time yeah. I see them. But also her humor. We have very similar humor. And I think yeah. we both think we're hilarious, so <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Very cute. Ah, love. Love, love, love. Miss you, Mama J. Yeah, Mama J. Partay with Mama J. (laughs) We can leave the the listeners with the question. Yes. What's your favorite thing about your mom? Or what's your favorite thing about the relationship you have with your mom? Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. We should have a competition. Who's the best mom? It's my mom. So, competition over. Thank you. Correct answers only. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys again for listening. Yeah. Have fun celebrating with your mothers. Thank you so much for joining us on the Midnight Memo. 
Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Midnight Memo or reach out to us. Uh, email us at the Midnight Memo at gmail.com. Also, make sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to know when the next episode is going to drop next Tuesday. If you would like to further support us, we also do have a link in our description of our podcast episode. Make sure to click on that if you like what we're doing here. See y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.